0: Mike Galaxy here with Verse Chorus Noise. On this installment, we take a spin with R&B chart-topper Eddie Chacon and his latest release, Pleasure, Joy, and Happiness. Eddie Chacon, best known from the 90s neo-soul duo Charles and Eddie, topped the charts with their 1992 global hit, Would I Lie to You? The duo would release a second album, 1995, but would split soon after. After essentially disappearing for three decades, Eddie Chacon has re-emerged with his latest artistic achievement, Pleasure, Joy, and Happiness, which was released in July 2020 on Light in the Attic Records and Day End Records. The album was produced and co-written by John Carroll Kirby, known for his collaborations with Nora Jones, Solange Knowles, Fat for Lashes, as well as his own critically acclaimed albums. Pleasure, joy, and happiness has already garnered enthusiastic praise from the likes of New York Times, coining the new genre Old Soul as a descriptor, LA Times, who included this release in their 10 best LA albums of 2020, and UK's Mojo Magazine, who gave the record five out of five stars and called it a mini masterpiece. I recently caught up with my old friend, Eddie. I was
1: the youngest of three boys, and we each had our own bedroom, and My older brother was actually obsessed with Led Zeppelin and Rick Derringer, Todd Rundgren, Robin Trower, um, and my middle brother was obsessed with Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. So I had both these genres of music blasting through my bedroom walls on on opposite sides. So I kind of grew up with this cross section of pursuing being sort of a rock and roll guitar player but at the same time privately really wanting to be like an l Green R&B soul crooner. But I sort of hid that side of myself because doors were kind of flying open in the area of playing in rock and roll bands in Northern California in the late 70s. Charles and Eddie happened when I was 27. So although it was kind, of, I was kind of new to the public, um, within the industry itself, I had actually been around quite a few years. I had been bouncing around the business. I'd made a few failure records. I'd been signed to a few different labels and several different publishing companies. And I'd kind of been cutting my teeth uh, in the publishing world of the music business as a songwriter, writing songs, and even getting to produce a few records here and there. Shortly after I moved to LA, I happened upon a woman named Victoria Clare, who was the senior vice president of CBS Songs. Um, which was the publishing arm of CBS Music uh, and records, Columbia Records. She had quite by accident heard a demo of mine that was a rock and roll demo that she flipped over a cassette at the time. And on the B side to that cassette was like a retro 70s soul song demo that I had done. She didn't recognize that it was the same person. She was like, who is this on the other side? It's great. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) And that was sort of how that journey began. Um, So that was the lead up to Charles and Eddie. I uh, happened upon Charles in the most random way. I was on a New York City subway train headed out to uh, Brooklyn to work with Daddy-O, who was famous for his band Stetsasonic, the legendary rap, pioneering rap group. And I was working with him. And on the way to meet, on the way to work with him, I met Charles and struck up a conversation with him in a subway train. And um, it turned out that we were actually both signed to first writer refusal deals at Capitol Records with the same AR guy, Josh Deutsch. But we didn't know it at the time because we were just talking about music. Um, and that's how well, I mean, what a fateful meeting that was! It, you know, it was such a surreal experience because Charles and I both from came from pretty humble. Backgrounds, And when Charles and Eddie took off, it really did take off like a rock. And it was almost like we just suddenly were instantly highly recognizable, especially in Europe. Um, and we were just suddenly uh, our presence was was requested on every television show and every radio station around the world. So we just went from being absolute nobodies to traveling around the world nonstop. Um, zigzagging the globe for five years and that was just a, as you can imagine a completely surreal surreal and exhausting experience My mind
0: is out, it's mine.
1: Crazy. i always actually hope to make records again um it just took so many years for this kind of happenstance event to come about where The owner of Terrible Records, Ethan Silberman, just reached out to me and said, I have a crazy hunch that you and producer John Carroll Kirby would really hit it off and make something cool together. John Carroll Kirby was coming off two incredibly successful records um, that he had produced and co-produced Solange Knowles. And I was, of course, so impressed with his career and, and what he had done. Uh, I was quite nervous, in all honesty, meeting him for coffee, thinking, well, I know that he's great, but I'm not so sure he's going to want to work with a 57-year-old guy who hasn't been doing music for quite a few years and had his last success in the 90s. I nearly died being a fool over we met for coffee. And We just saw eye to eye on a lot of things musically. And it was just kind of a magic, a chemistry that was there that a 20, what I thought would be a 20 minute coffee turned into like a three hour meeting that moved from the restaurant into our cars so that we could play each other musical ideas. And things happened very naturally after that. He started calling me and inviting me to jam and come over. And I actually didn't really realize in the beginning that we were making a record. Because he has a way of working that's just so, it it has a really beautiful easiness to it. There was just kind of a flow going on between the two of us, and it was wonderful. You just add to my troubles. The record was written and created before the pandemic. But even so, before the pandemic, I personally was feeling really bombarded by social media and the pace of everyday life. And I just felt like the world was feeling very chaotic to me and it felt disturbing. And I just had this incredible desire to make something that was kind and meditative and restorative and something that would give people a break from the chaos. And that was really my intention. And then, you know, little did I know that the pandemic would hit and it would even escalate what I thought was already a chaotic world even more. It's a wicked world. Can't control.
0: And that concludes this installment of Verse Chorus Noise. I want to thank Eddie Chacon and I want to thank all my listeners and supporters. See you next time.